Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Pastor Charles Russell. You're now tuned into the Church with Legs podcast. And today we're going to be doing Proverbs 4 of um, our 31 days of Proverbs. So we're going to go ahead and start off at Proverbs 4, and we're going to read verses 1 down. Uh, but let us first open up in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we want to say thank you for waking us up this morning, robed in our right mind. We want to say thank you for your mercy. We want to say thank you for your grace. Thank you for your long suffering and patience. Lord, we pray that this um, podcast blesses someone immensely. We ask that, Lord God, you give us the ability to glean from this proverb, Lord, to see what applicable knowledge that we can attain and also apply in every facet of our lives. Lord, we give you honor. We give you praise in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray. Amen. Alrighty, so starting off at verse one of Proverbs four, scripture reads, hear ye children, the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law, for I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not and she shall, she shall preserve thee, love her and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. And when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Enter not into the path of the wicked and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it and pass away. For they sleep not, except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear to, unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all of their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Praise the Lord. So that's Proverbs chapter four. And again, just as a reminder, what we're doing in these 31 days of Proverbs is we're looking for um, applicable wisdom, uh, practical knowledge that can be applied not only in the spirit realm, but also in the natural. And uh, the book of Proverbs is really good for that, like direct wisdom that we can glean and utilize in our day to day. So, again, the writer Solomon addresses the audience as children. Children are in a place to learn. Uh, children are in a place to be nourished and edified. And this is why King Solomon is speaking in that regard, not necessarily that the audience is his actual offspring, 
from his genetics, but that um, they're offspring in a sense that they're to learn from him and glean something from his wisdom. He says, hear ye children, the instruction of a father. So he's speaking in terms as of a father would speak to his son, um, concerned about the learning, the edification and growth of that child. And it says, and attend, attend to no understanding to attend as a uh, same word we get attentiveness from means to incline your ears to no understanding. Um, again, we talk a lot about it. Um, there's a term and a concept within scripture um, and it says uh, dull of hearing. And when we look up that word dull of hearing in Matthew 13 in a New Testament coin, a Greek a transliteration tells us that the word means disinterested or lazy listening to the point where we're hearing audible sound but we're not listening to actually learn anything um, and we're not hearing to listen and hearing to understand. So what the uh, writer is saying here in Proverbs one or uh, four and one rather is that uh, the children who he's addressing in a sense of him being in a position to teach um, should pay attention almost as if it's the instruction of their own father and to incline their ears so that they may know understanding. So the way we gain understanding is by inclining our ears. That's a major concept because there's a misconception about how we understand. And what I want to say about that is in regards to many people believe they have to understand to believe the gospel. And this is the reason why so many people don't believe because they're basing their believing on their own understanding. And we just read about that in the previous proverb, Proverbs three, five and six, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thine own understanding and in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. So it's our understanding a lot of the times that robs us of the ability to be persuaded because we feel that our being persuaded or having faith rather is uh, predicated upon us understanding. But when we attentively listen, um, as the Bible says, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God, when we incline our ears to hear the word of God and we believe God at his word, he will then give us understanding. It says, for I give you good doctrine. So what I'm giving you is beautiful doctrine. And the word good in Hebrew is tobe. And um, it means beautiful, upright. And doctrine is teaching or instruction. So he's not giving you any type of doctrine is what the writer is saying. I'm giving you good doctrine, beautiful doctrine. And it's the doctrine of the Lord. It's not Solomon's own doctrine. It is the instruction he has received from God, the wisdom that he has received from God to then impart that wisdom unto the reader. He says, forsake ye not my law do not abandon the law and it says my law but the law was really dealing with the law of moses begin as a law of moses is taught to the israelites and they pass it down um they're going to say you know hear the instruction of your uh, father right and uh don't forsake the law of your mother and the law of your mother or the law of your father would know well undoubtedly undoubtedly would be the law of moses said so don't don't abandon the commandments of god in essence for I was my father's son. So he's saying, well, I was once a son as well to King David, uh, tender, meaning delicate <laughs> and only beloved in the sight of my mother. So he was saying that I was my father's son. I was tender and delicate and I was beloved in the face of my mother. Uh, he taught me also. So he's saying, I'm teaching you as my father taught me and uh, said unto me, let thine heart uh, retain my words. Now, interestingly, so I'll say this in New Testament, when we're reading the New Testament, we know the New Testament was written in Greek. Um, we know that the New Testament word for heart is um, cardia, and it means the inner man, the place of volitional desire, um, the center of a man, his moral capacity. Um, in the Hebrew, it's similar. It's lab in the Hebrew, and it means inner man, mind, will, heart. So um, 
as I've said in other studies, mind and heart can be used interchangeably um, in the scriptures. But it's your inner man. It's not the actual organ within your body. It says, um, retain my word. So let thine heart retain my word. So grasp is the word we're looking at. Support, attain. So whenever you retain something, you hold fast to it. And we've been seeing that concept uh, repeated throughout the Proverbs, but also throughout the whole of Scripture that whatever God is saying, whatever wisdom he's imparting to us, he wants us to hold fast to that word. He wants us to retain it. He wants us to allow it to echo in our heart, if you will. And we're supposed to keep that word and um, hold fast to it. So he's saying, let thine heart grasp my words, uh, keep my commandments and live. So in other words, keep the commandments of the Lord. And as a result, you will live, get wisdom. So he's saying, as a father would say to a son and as his father said to him, get wisdom, get skill, attain it, get understanding, forget it not. So again, that's echoing and emphasizing the previous verse, which says, retain my words. So don't forget it. There's a form of forgetful hearing. And it's usually when we're not hearing to listen and then furthermore listening to understand. Um, we're just going through the motions. We're hearing the sermon. We're hearing the lecture. Uh, but as they might say, in some terms, it's going in one ear and out the other. So retain it. Uh, neither decline from the words of my mouth so don't stretch out or bend from the words of my mouth is what the scripture is saying forsake her not there again is the personification of wisdom um a term you'll see me use a lot in bible studies is anthropomorphic and anthros deals with mankind and when you say promorphic what you're dealing with in an anthropomorphic description is um taking something that is not a human or person per se and giving personal attributes to it as if it was a human so her um, which is gender specific is being applied to something that's not gender specific which is wisdom but you have to ask the question why is wisdom being personified as a her because a woman is desired a woman is supposed to be uh, precious a woman is supposed to be protected a woman is supposed to be sought after Henceforth, wisdom here is being personified as a woman in those regards. Um, but wisdom is a concept per se. So get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth, forsake her not wisdom, and she shall preserve thee. She will watch over thee. She will keep you. Wisdom will indeed keep us. It's the word of God that keeps us in situations where we're faced with, um, you know, opposition or just like hard times, rather peril. Um, it's the word of God that we can now bring up to the forefront of our mind and our soul to save us and preserve us in those times of trouble. And without that word, imagine getting into those situations because those situations are going to come whether you're in your word or you're not in your word. So imagine being in a situation and not having your word in you because previously you weren't in your word. Um, that's going to be a, a troubling time for you if you don't have a word to stand on. So um, she will preserve thee, love her, value wisdom, and she shall keep thee. Again, she'll watch over you. She'll guard you. Wisdom is the principal thing, the beginning. So wisdom is a chief uh, principle. It's when you deal with principle here, we're dealing with the Hebrew word reshith. And what it means is the beginning or the chief. So it's the first thing in priority is wisdom. And um, also wisdom is the chief in the fact that it was by wisdom that God um, established the world, if you will, and stretched forth the heavens.
So wisdom is the principal things. The first thing you need to seek after. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, anything that you acquire, anything that you get by acquisition, also get understanding with wisdom. So what it's doing is it's placing an importance in priority on wisdom. The value of wisdom is the principal thing. So get it. And with everything else that you acquire, make sure you get understanding. So if we look at that in a practical way, right, day to day, when we wake up, the first thing we should be seeking is wisdom. And there's no other place to get true wisdom from than the Bible. So when we go into the word of God, that is our source of wisdom. So if it's the principal thing and it's the most important thing that we can have, then we should be spending a lot more time getting acquainted to the scriptures that they can get acquainted to us and we can acquire understanding. So, again, it's all about placing the importance of wisdom. And that's God's wisdom, not the world's wisdom. It says exalt her, exalt her. So lift her up, lift wisdom up, understand the value of wisdom and she shall promote thee. Now, when you exalt something, in essence, what you're doing is you're lifting it up that it may be seen. You're promoting wisdom. But guess what? As you promote wisdom, she will promote you. Now, you're promoting wisdom and understanding her value and understanding the need and the priority of having wisdom. Right. And then sharing forth the wisdom that God has given you with others that they may attain wisdom. But while you're doing that simultaneously, she's promoting you in another way. She's promoting you in spiritual rank. She's promoting you in being able to deal with some of the things that you're going to face on your day to day or in your day to day. Rather. So you're getting promoted while you're promoting her. Uh, she shall bring thee to honor. She will bring you to honor, to glory when thou dost embrace her, when you clasp her, when you retain her, when you hold dear to her. What will happen is she will bring you to honor. So as you bring her with you, she'll bring you to honor. Uh, she shall give to thine head. Oh, hallelujah. An ornament of grace. She is going to give you a spiritual decor. We talked about the ornament of grace and just ornament as a concept, as a spiritual adorning rather. And Proverbs one, we talked about how it's reiterated in the New Testament um, and we usually apply it solely to women. But the application is both male and female to be modest and let that adorning not be of the outward man that perish, but the inward man. Right. So she's going to adorn your head, which is a, a chief place, an, an authoritative place. Right. With grace, grace will be an ornament to your head and she will be the one who grants that unto you. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Wisdom will deliver a crown of glory. Hallelujah. And again, this is not the wisdom of the world, because the Bible says it was by wisdom that the world knew not God. And it was by their own wisdom that they were ignorant of God's wisdom. It says she will deliver a crown of glory to you. Hear, O my son, and receive my saying. So hear and receive. It's another concept you see throughout the passages within Proverbs and the Bible in general is hear and receive my sayings and the years of thy life shall be many. It will extend your life, not only in the natural, but more importantly, in the spiritual. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. So I've educated you, instructed you in the way of wisdom and i've led you in righteous paths when thou goest thy steps shall not be straightened meaning your steps will not be distressed the hebrew word yatsar it means to be narrow or to be vexed your steps will not be vexed your steps will not be distressed and what i love about it is you know in the new testament just to parallel this here the bible tells us that there um the broad way 
leads to destruction and there be many that go in there at and it says but the narrow way the straight gate is what we want to go in and it says there be few that find it when you listen to straight it does mean distressed and narrow but it means in a sense that our path right in regards to the path we're on right not our steps but the path is narrow and it comes with affliction it comes with tribulation the lord is telling us that's why few be there that even find it not even talking about the those who go in but those who find it but your steps your walk your walk is not going to be distressed in a sense that you're going to go backwards it means that wisdom is going to keep your walk and when thou runnest thou shalt not stumble so when we're walking spiritually speaking or running spiritually speaking we will not stumble as paul said in first corinthians 9 he says therefore run i not as one uncertain meaning that i'm not just running in all directions why because wisdom tells us where we're running to where we're running from who we're running against and what we're running for you look in the book of philippians chapter 3 tells us to press toward the mark for the prize of our higher calling which is in god in christ jesus right again that's that path right teaching us how to run and what we're running for and what we're going to need for the run wisdom is the only thing that can establish that kind of knowledge it says take fast take fast strengthen grow firm or strong in instruction in chastening in correction and discipline so grow firm by instruction let her not go keep her it's literally telling you wisdom is so valuable hold on to her with everything you got keep her and she'll keep you for she is thy life wisdom is your life enter not into the path of the wicked now you'll see a, um, a familiar term and um i want to say one second here see the proverbs one or proverbs two that we read about the instructions to not go with the wicked when they're trying to lay wait for somebody or they're trying to plot on somebody um it says let me see here um i want to make sure i'm getting the one i believe it's proverbs 2 actually one second let me double check proverbs 2 um actually it's proverbs 1 i just want to make sure i get the reference for you all one second yeah definitely it says here uh, my son in proverbs 1 and 10 if sinners entice thee consent thou not do not go with them if they say come with us let us wait for blood let us lurk privately for the innocent right without cause let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as they as those that go down into the pit it's saying don't go with them so when you read proverbs 4 it's echoing what we see in proverbs 1 and 10 it's telling us right enter not into the path of the wicked that brought way to destruction and go not in the way of evil men do not go in the way of evil men live according to the way evil men live it says avoid that path pass not by it don't even pass by it turn aside from it and pass away the word is abar in hebrew for pass away and it means alienate so alienation deals with separation separate yourself so far from that path that you don't even get to see a glimpse of it don't even pass by that way the, the writer is uh, warning us warning us to not even look in the direction of wickedness it says for they sleep not the evil don't sleep except they have done mischief now how many times if you're honest with yourself when we were in sin and even sometimes when we slip back into regression a lot of the times when lust has a hold on you you can't sleep until you've done mischief. I've been there before where you cannot get a good night's sleep because the enemy and your own lust is waging war with your peace while you try to sleep. 
It's pulling you saying, get in your car, go find a man, go find a woman, whatever have you. Get in your car, go buy some marijuana, go get a drink of alcohol, go do something you're not supposed to do. That is why, because it's pulling you so bad that you can't even sleep until you've done mischief. It says, and their sleep is taken away. The evil sleep, evil people sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. Unless they cause somebody to stumble, they can't even sleep. That's how much lust and evil and wickedness has a hold on them that they can't even get peace until they do wrong. It says, for they eat the bread of wickedness. Now, this is, a, of course, analogies and figurative language. They're eating the bread of this world. They're eating the things that feed the natural man and cause us to stray from God. That is their meat and drink the wine of violence. Again, figurative language. It says, but the path of the just, the path of the righteous is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. So the path of the righteous is similar to a shining light. There's no darkness on that road and it shines more and more unto that perfect day. The way of the wicked, however, is in contrast to the way of the just. The way of the just is a shining light. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. There's a passage that speaks about Israel and it says they groan or should I say they grope as in the noonday. So they're blind and they're trying to feel for the walls. It's bright outside. It's at a time where you should have light, but they're so spiritually blind. They're groping to find their way like a blind man would. So that's an interesting statement. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. They're so ignorant because they're blinded by their own passions that they don't even know what they're tripping over. My son, attend again to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. A mere repeat of what was said earlier in the proverb. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. The Lord is educating us on how to keep and hold fast to that which is in, which is valuable, which is wisdom, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart. Keep it. With all diligence, oh God, it says to place in confinement. The Hebrew word is mishmar, and it means to guard, to observe, to put in prison. That means to watch over your heart, guard the garden of your heart. The enemy knows one of the two most vital organs, spiritually speaking here, um, is the mind and the heart. And I'm talking about spiritual organs, just like in the natural mind and heart, the brain and the heart. You hit one of them and the chances of survival is slim. So spiritually speaking, if you look at Ephesians chapter six, verse 10 through 17, and you look at the armor of God, the head and the chest are guarded heavily. The helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness. The enemy wants to hit our vital organs. And if he can get into the heart, then he has everything because the heart is the inner man. Again, it's the place of volitional desire. This is desire or regular uh, or rather, should I say this word volitional desire means decisions that we make based on our desire. So imagine if the enemy infiltrates the heart of man what he can do with the rest of us it says keep your heart with all diligence for out of it out of your heart are the issues of life it is out of your heart that life is issued put away from thee get it out of your sight a froward mouth a crooked mouth a, a mouth that speaks lies and truth and perverse lips uh that it says, and perverse lips put far from thee. So put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips. A froward mouth means a crooked mouth. Perverse lips means deviation. 
put deviating lips away from you. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. So keep your focal point on God. And you're going to see a, um, an emphasis on that in regards to the direction that we should look in here in a second. Ponder the path of thy feet. So weigh it out, make it level, the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established or firm. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. So again, that's let thine eyes look right on, straight forward, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet. That means make it level, get off of crooked, un unlevel ground, and let all your ways, let your journey, your distance, um, your, your manner, because the word is direct in Hebrew, be established, be firm, turn not to the right hand or to the left, remove thy foot from evil. So that is Proverbs chapter four. And I can guarantee you out of those 27 verses, there's so many things that we can apply in a 24 hour period of time. But the main theme and the central theme of this passage is understand the value of wisdom understand it and if you understand the value of it you'll guard it you'll hide it in your heart you'll keep it very close and dear to you that's what we have for you today for 31 days of proverbs we are on day four um, i hope you all continue with us i hope you were blessed by this god bless you and until next time praise the lord everybody this is pastor charles russell you're now tuned into the church with legs podcast and we've been doing the 31 days of proverbs and today is day six so we will be reading Proverbs 6, and I pray to God that um, you are all blessed by the wisdom that we're about to um, embark on in this proverb. But we're going to open up with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we want to say thank you for waking us up. We want to say thank you for giving us another gracious opportunity to get it right. Lord God, we just ask that you speak to us through this proverb, Lord, that you give us wisdom that we may thoroughly apply, apply in our lives, Lord, in every facet. Oh, God, we just ask that you be our compass, be our navigation, Lord, through this world, Lord. So guide us, Lord, strengthen us, Lord, and build us, Father God, by your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So starting with Proverbs 6, this is kind of a lengthy one here. Scripture reads, My son, if thou be surety for thy friend, if thou hast stricken thy hand with a stranger, thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Do this now, my son, and deliver thyself. When thou art come into the hand of thy friend, go, humble thyself, and make sure thy friend. Give not sleep to thine eyes, nor slumber to thine eyelids. Deliver thyself as a roe from the hand of the hunter, and as a bird from the hand of the fowler. Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, Provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth and thy want as an armed man. A naughty person, a wicked man, walketh with a froward mouth. He winketh with his eyes, he speaketh with his feet, he teacheth with his fingers. Frowardness is in his heart. He deviseth mischief continually. He soweth discord. Therefore shall his calamity come suddenly. Suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, 
and heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. My son, keep thy father's commandment, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thine heart, and tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is a light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. To keep thee from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman, lust not after her beauty in thine heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. For by means of a whorish woman a man is brought to a piece of bread, and the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. Can a man take fire in his bosom, and his clothes be not burned? Can one go upon hot coals, and his feet not be burned? So he that goeth into his neighbor's wife, whosoever toucheth her, shall not be innocent. Men do not despise a thief if he steal to satisfy his soul when he is hungry. But if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance of his house. But whoso committeth adultery with a woman lacketh understanding. He that doeth it destroyeth his own soul. A wound and dishonor shall he get, and his reproach shall not be wiped away. For jealousy is the rage of a man, therefore he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will, he will not regard any ransom, neither will he rest content, though thou givest many gifts. All right, we got 35 verses here, and obviously there is a lot to unpack. And so that we don't um, extenuate the time, we want to focus on some key points that I feel we can draw out of Proverbs 6 that are going to help us in our day to day. Um, one thing that I found interesting, and I know that this is a confusing part of the proverb, is the beginning part. Uh, verse 1, and uh, verse 1 to verse 3, when it says, My son, if thou be surety for thy friend, if thou hast stricken thy hand with a stranger, thou art snared with the words of thy mouth, thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. So, a surety in the uh, Middle East, the old ancient Middle East, especially uh, amongst Israelites and even ancient Phoenicians, there was a custom of taking a pledge. And what you would do is if you had a friend or a loved one who owed a great sum of money to a collector, you could step in and take a pledge on their behalf and say that you would take their debt basically on your back. So it's saying if you've made that decision to take someone else's debt, right, um, on behalf of your friend, and uh, by doing so you have stricken or clapped or thrust, meaning like um, in modern day terms we would call it shake hands. Uh, shake hands is usually the closure of a deal. So when you've shaken the hand of the stranger with whom your friend uh, owes debt to, uh, you've taken that debt upon yourself. So now be integral about that debt and be a man or woman of your word. It says when you do so, you're snared, uh, you're lured in and almost baited with the words of your mouth because, you know, you shouldn't make a decision like this impulsively or based off presumptuous, uh, you know, ideas. You should do this with wisdom and counsel because the moment that you shake the hands of that stranger and you uh, take on the debt of your friend, you're you're now responsible for that debt, not your friend. So it says you're snared with the words of your mouth. Um, that's that uh, verbal agreement. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth, captured or seized with the words of your mouth. So when you say something, uh, be a man or woman of your word. And in context, this is regarding taking a pledge to pay off a friend's debt. It says do this now. So this is the instruction. This is the applicable knowledge when you take on the debt of a friend or you state in any sense that you're going to do something for your friend. Um, my son, uh, deliver thyself. So save yourself um, when thou art come into the hand of thy friend, when you've 
come into the hand of your friend, um, come to their presence, come to an agreement, uh, go humble thyself and make sure thy friend basically, in other words, um, what you want to do is you want you and your friend to be able to prevail. And by doing so, you honor your side of the agreement for taking on that debt. The language in Hebrew is a little difficult because the word make sure is Rahab, which means to act stormily, boisterously or arrogantly. But the idea in context is that when you do this and you make it right with your friend and you pay that debt off with their um, collector, you'll uh, be able to prevail in your friendship. It says, give not sleep to thine eyes. So in other words, um, be diligent. It's not saying don't sleep at all. Like there is a necessity to sleep as a human need. But you have to look at sleep in the same regard that you look at eating. And there's a saying that someone said one time, and it was don't live to eat, but eat to live. And so I would say the same thing in regard to sleep. Um, don't sleep to live. Uh, live uh, well, don't live to sleep, rather. Sleep to live. We know sleeping like eating are essential for our body. But we should not live um, with the focal point to sleep or eat. So um, give not sleep to thine eyes, nor slumber to thine eyelids. Just as stating in simplicity, be diligent towards any work you have. Deliver thyself as a roe from the hand of the hunter.